Welcome back to the Techno Bros Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Andy. It's playoffs time, everybody. Did you make it? Did you not? I know I did. I Just by the skin of my teeth. I did. We're going to talk about that. Hey, so congrats to everybody who's made it to the playoffs here. Uh, sorry to everybody who didn't hear it. As always, next year, uh, we're going to talk about the games that have been uh, who you should and should not start. A little bit different format, as well as maybe something. So first things first, Andy, let's go ahead and run down the list of games this week. Why don't you just rattle them off really quick for us here so that we know what we're looking at. Uh, and then we can kind of go into to some of the, the good matchups and the bad matchups and uh, and what, what kind of to look forward to. We have a lot of fun games coming up this week and a lot of really tough what will be fantasy matchups. But, you know, Thursday night you got Dallas at Chicago, a uh, bunch of stuff in going on there honestly a uh, high possibility for some good fantasy fantasy games there. Dallas I think so. needs a win and Chicago is willing to give them one I, and Chicago is usually good for some garbage time if you got any of those bears on your team oh yeah um, however a lot of fun divisional matchups and just kind of bad teams facing off against other bad teams so we're gonna talk about some streaming stuff so games that I want to highlight uh, Carolina at Atlanta. I want to highlight uh, Detroit at Minnesota and Minnesota at New York Jets. Detroit at Minnesota and Minnesota at New York. Did I say Minnesota? I meant yes. Miami at New York. I know. Your, your handwriting is so legible even for yourself. I know. I lost it. I saw the MI and I'm like, oh, that's Minnesota. So Miami and the New York Jets, Jets, Jets. That's the one I want to start with. Um, again, different format today. So one thing in the playoffs that people get really hung up on is projections or how they've done for you this year so as an example i'll give you uh, one of my issues i have for playoffs matt ryan for atlanta um he's been okay he's been not what you'd expect out of a, a that's that's how i would say too he's been okay he's been okay he started off on fire he came off and he's as he had the ankle injury and he's been really kind of you know meh. touch and go here he, he's been pretty meh meh but you got to look at other stuff. So the playoffs are, you know, the waiver wire in the playoffs. You can't just playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. You can't just look at who's good in the next coming weeks. You have to look at who's good this week. So this week, the matchup that I like is New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. When they face each other, typically it's a higher scoring affair. A lot of good fantasy output happening. I'm looking at the realistic possibility of starting Ryan Fitzpatrick over Matt Ryan. I, I would say that that's, that's a viable fantasy start uh, against the Eagles, who have been kind of uh, killer to a lot of quarterbacks this year. Uh, Fitzmagic ended up putting up some points. Now, this is the same Ryan Fitzpatrick who has been benched midway through a game you thought was, was a steal. But legitimately, this team is playing apparently to not get a high draft pick, I guess. Well, uh, and, and momentum is a real thing. They look like a team who everything's clicking right now. All the guys seem like they're having a good time and they're motivated to win. I think a big thing about, you know, in, in, the, in the football world in the NFL is, is getting a culture of, of winning behind you and seeing how uh, the, the Patriots are, are kind of at that cusp of when Brady retires. They, they had a game plan with Garoppolo, and then they realized Brady could go about five more years and they could get about five more rings. And here we are now, where second Brady retires, they're going to have some some explaining to do. A lot of questions. And the door's going to be open for uh, the young quarterbacks and fresh teams. The Bills are already capitalizing right now. We're seeing it. The Jets are prepping. Uh, they're they're kind of getting it together, but then then again, they also brought in Adam Gase. So well, I'll, I'll tell you what for the buff for the Buffalo Bills. Any other division, they're either first or fighting for first. I mean, imagine if they were in the AFC East. They have it. Oh. It's just it's crazy, um, but no, like I'm 
95%, I'm starting Ryan Fitzpatrick over Matt Ryan. And again, Matt Ryan's been great. You know, he's projected to do more. A lot of people get tied up in projections too much, but you have to start the matchups. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better matchup. He's been doing just much better as a whole. And that's mostly because of Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. We called him a couple weeks ago and said he was going to be a league winner for a lot of people. And lo and behold, he's not available on many waiver wires anymore for that reason. I said AFC East. I meant AFC West. Uh, <laughs> dyslexia is what a, a day great, today. It's a great thing. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, streaming options aside, if you've got a guy who, who you want to start over somebody else, I think that Miami this week, it, it looks like a juicy matchup. It looks like, hey, they've been rolling and they're facing off against the Jets who have just been sputtering. And I, I fully expect the Jets to come back strong after a really embarrassing showing in Cincinnati. Now, uh, kind of on the flip side, you've got two teams who were starting to kind of heat up a little bit, but in opposite situations. You've got uh, Detroit and my uh, Minnesota. Excuse me. I almost you pulled, can't even read my hand yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Minnesota just came off a tough loss in Seattle. Uh, big, big playoff implications for them with that one. Uh, and Detroit, who's been battling with a third-string uh, quarterback who does not blow. He does not. Uh, but surprisingly enough, uh, main, maintaining some level of, of competitive edge, Minnesota's probably going to run all over them. Let's be real. But here's the question. So Dalvin Cook re-aggravated his shoulder injury uh, from a couple weeks ago last Yikes. night. Uh, so he says he's going to be good to go. However, when a player says he's good, he still has to get the, 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 all the, clear. the trainer has to clear him. So you're looking at this. If you start Dalvin Cook and he has one bad tackle, is he out for the game? Entirely possible. Can and on the flip him? side, if I'm if I'm looking at that that team as a whole, I'm going, okay, I don't need Dalvin Cook against Detroit. Yes, it's a must-win situation at this point, but e- even still, they should be able to destroy. Well, and Thielen Detroit. should be back, so they should have a, a if thin, they even need to bring him. If I mean, they need to, they should. You know, for all intents and purposes, this is Minnesota's game to lose. Uh, but <clears throat> that being said, if you're in the play and if you're in a playoff situation, you've got to be starting. Uh, Stefan Diggs, you've got to be starting Adam Thielen if he's if he's healthy. Uh, on the flip side, uh, I'm starting Kenny Galladay because the man is just on fire. Doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. Um, and and just kind of that's about it, really. But I mean, you got to be confident with with the ones you're you're confident in. Right, and that leads me, leads me to another uh, similar situation. I can't even talk my own words today. Um, Kenny Galladay has been good no matter who's been under center, but I want to talk about a guy who has struggled with the change of who is under center, and that's going to be Terry McLaurin, uh, the Washington versus Green Bay matchup. Green Bay secondary has let a couple things go, and that's a problem, but I don't think you can start any Redskins against Green Bay save for the running backs just because the coach seems to love to run the ball, but McLaurin's dropped off of his pace. and he's ser- He is clearly struggling with Case Keenum not under center. And let's face it, the Redskins' uh, O-line has more holes than a cheese grater. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to be under duress from the Smith bros all day. Uh, this is going to be Green Bay's game to run away with. And uh, I, the emphasis there being on the running game, I'm hoping that Aaron Jones can get back to uh, the Aaron Jones of earlier in the season here because this one, it, Green Bay is going to have to con- – they're, they're going to control the clock. They're going to control the, the pace of the game. Uh, I <sighs> I don't see anybody on, on the Redskins being startable uh, going into this. It's just not good. Darius, I refuse to call him guys. It's juice. The juice is loose. Juice is um, loose. He's, he's definitely been running like a monster, but this is a team that's really going to struggle against Green Bay, I feel. I agree completely. And just on to other receivers who exploded onto the scene this year that I want to talk about. Hollywood Brown. 
what an interesting case Hollywood Brown's been this year. So looking at his stuff, I mean, he's currently wide receiver 35. But aside from his first two tremendous weeks, it's either been sub 10 points or, yeah, he scored a, a touchdown in week 12 and a touchdown in week 10. But that's really been it. So the Ravens have a tremendous offense. But can you start, aside from maybe Mark Andrews, can you start any of the offensive weapons with confidence, even though that's Lamar, Lamar Jackson? I mean, Lamar Jackson is the guy to start there, uh, even though they're playing Buffalo. That's not a situation where you ever want to sit him. Um, no, Lamar is locked and loaded. There are certain players that are locked and loaded matchup proof. But like Marquise Brown and, and the weapons on Baltimore, are they matchup proof? That's a really good question. I'm just trying. I was trying to look back a little bit at at some of the previous games uh, for Buffalo uh, to kind of you know take a look at who who they tend to give up points to, and it, the list isn't very long. I, the Cowboys started to muster up some garbage time, but that was a a long gone game. Yeah, I mean Buffalo was in, in tremendous control of it, so I, I don't think it's going to be a good thing to read off of. But and, and even before that, like uh, if I if I take a peek back in in previous weeks. Um, where is Buffalo here? They were on a bye. I am I'm a professional, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Buffalo uh against the Dolphins. This is actually very interesting. Um <clears throat> let's take a peek see at the Dolphins. How did they do in week eleven? We had a touchdown from Ballage off of nine carries for nine yards. Alrighty then. Don't start Mark Ingram. Uh big trust. Uh Devontae Parker though, seven for one thirty five. Okay, I can see where you're coming from with the Hollywood Brown thing. Do you start him? The matchup looks good, but he's he's been tremendously inconsistent, and this this is the first round of the playoffs, and unless you have a bye, this is your last week if you guess wrong. Winner go home. That's a tough one. If okay, if you had to put if you had to put twenty dollars on it. Are you starting st- him or not? Are you starting him or not? I'm not. I I don't I don't think he he, there's a chance he finds the end zone. There's a chance that I'm wrong. But if you're looking at his just the season as a whole, if I had to guess if he would score a touchdown or not, I've been correct more than I've been wrong. He's not Who found the end zone. Who are you starting instead? Who would I start instead of Marquise Brown? So just as a full disclosure uh, to all of our listeners, my team consists of, for flex players, we've got uh, what will be Austin Hooper, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and Marquise Brown. Uh, I'm starting Curtis Samuel over Hollywood Brown. So against Atlanta, uh, you think that uh, Kyle Allen will not throw four more picks? I don't think he'll throw four picks this time. <laughs> Ron Rivera uh, did just get the boot. Perhaps they're a little bit reinvigorated after a change of coaches. Uh, that's interesting. See, I'm looking at it as if if I'm in the playoffs uh, and I've got a, a mixed smattering of, of players, maybe somebody who I haven't been starting recently, I would consider starting Tyler Boyd. Uh, just from the sense well, of... Well, with Andy Dalton back, they have a good rapport. Cleveland's been beat. Uh, you never know which Cleveland team is going to show up. Um, could they destroy them? Sure, maybe. But I just I like the idea that Tyler Boyd gets a little bit of action with, uh, with uh, the... I was going to give him a nickname, but I can't think of any good nicknames for Andy Dalton. That not Some that don't garbage. sound weird. Yeah, the garbage man. Um. Besides that, though, uh, looking down the, the line here, Casey at New England. The, uh, what a terrible, terrible matchup for anybody going into the playoffs with, with it is. Kansas City players. So the strangest thing about it is Houston just tore up New England's defense. and Is it repeatable? Yeah, Kansas City is tremendously talented as well. 
So do you think they can find the recipe to beat the defense? Uh, or does the defense come out and they're just ready to go? Because you're starting, you're starting New England's defense because you're confident that they're going to, you know, get some sacks, get some takeaways, just general pressure and keeping the point scores low. But it's Pat Mahomes. It's Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. New England does very well at scheming away one weapon, but Kansas City has so many that you almost have to look at starting your defenses. Can you start the Patriots' defense against Kansas City? Wow. The tough questions being asked here, folks. The tough questions being asked. If you weren't going to start New England's defense going into the playoffs here, if you were going to make the big brain play of sitting one of your, your top point getters all year, uh, which of these defenses that may be available, not ones that are obviously going to be gone, uh, are you going to consider starting? I'm going to get to take a sneak peek at your chicken scratch here. Okay. If you can read it. I'm working on it. <laughs> who, do you, who do you got? Well, let's put it this way. Jameis Winston is a turnover machine, so I'd be willing to start the Colts defense versus Tampa. I'd be willing to start the Cowboys defense against Chicago which is available in a lot of leagues. Houston just shut down uh, Tom and Brady, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if Houston's defense is available on waivers uh, up going up against Drew Locke, I didn't realize that pass interference penalties was a spot foul. And uh, Yeah, that was not a good I'm interview NFL quarterback. sound bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like there's a chance that uh, Houston can, can really shut down Denver. That'll be interesting. Otherwise, I do like, I mean, Tennessee's taking on Oakland. Um, like again, Derek Carr has not been stellar for the past few weeks. So yeah, that's very true. Uh, Tennessee's defense. Um, let's see here. Or if you are confident that the Falcons could have Kyle Allen throw four more picks, the Falcons defense is widely available in just about every football league. Very true. Um, hmm. Not a lot of not a lot of sure things. I'm gonna have to go out on a limb here on one of these, one or two of these. Uh. Let's go ahead and say Buffalo. Goodness gracious. None of these are like surefire. Nothing's really jumping out as a great matchup. Yeah. Maybe the Vikings if someone was dumb enough to drop them against Detroit. All right. What would you think about the Chargers' chances of just putting the wood on Jacksonville? So Minshew, while he is very mobile, he does turn the ball over quite a bit. So I could see that being a safer defensive pick just based on the fact that Minshew likes to throw interceptions and he's got a fumble problem. So that could definitely be a good option. So how about how about this one? This is going to sound kind of weird. It's going to sound kind of weird. Uh, if Dalvin Cook is out, Detroit's defense against Minnesota. Who? Forcing the ball into Kirk Cousins' hands. He's had some flashes of brilliance. He's had some serious... Who the heck is this guy and why is he earning $94 million? If you had other options, I'd, I would go with those. But if you're in a competitive league, and especially if people in like in our league are hoarding some defenses just to keep them away from would-be contenders, that is not a bad pick. Like, Detroit's defense isn't... If Dalvin Cook is out. If he's out. If they can't just run the ball and dump it off for two I yards mean, at a time. Yeah, so I think that'd be... Uh, that's a Hail Mary type play, but... It's not the worst play on the list. Speaking of Hail Marys, uh, the Giants' D against Philly. Philly has been up and down. If Alshon Jeffrey is not on the field, 
Philly is terrible on offense. If Alshon Jeffrey is on the field, Philly shows uh, signs of life. But they now, still lose to the Dolphins. Very, very true. Uh, now, the Giants just got uh, beat by Green Bay in a wonderfully beautiful snow game. That was entertaining to watch. Aaron Rodgers walks into MetLife and he's like, am I not at Lambeau? There's Aaron, snow everywhere. Aaron Rodgers walks into MetLife and just goes, hey, hit the snow button. This is my game. It's my game. Let's go. Discount double check that. Um, so, yeah, no, I, none of these I'm really super confident. Uh, it, I honestly would rather start New England's defense uh, just from the standpoint of the, the opportunity for turnovers is there. Uh, and especially with uh, Williams, number one, being uh, out potentially for the, the, the rest of the year here. They're running with McCoy and Darwin Thompson. Yeah. What? So if you're if you're a McCoy owner or if you were one of the Williams bros owner, I mean, do you do you pivot off to, to Darwin Thompson or do you just scratch that entirely and go to they, a different they team? They weren't giving enough volume to to any of the running backs to begin with to consider going with. You'd, you'd be again, you'd be throwing up a prayer that that nine carries is going to bust out a 60-yard touchdown. Right, and that's never, a, you know, you never want to gamble on that for sure. Uh, speaking of running backs to gamble on, uh, San Fran is facing off against New Orleans. Uh, we've seen the rise and fall of Tevin Coleman. He's no longer a factor. Uh, Colonel Mustard, though, uh, in in the billiard room. Yeah, so let me ask you a question, though, just for interest. We've seen the rise and fall of almost every San Francisco running back this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in weeks like one through four, it's like, do you pick up Jeff Wilson Jr.? He's the, he's the goal line guy. And then it's Mostert's the pass catcher, but Tevin Coleman's hurt. But Braid is still, you know, freaking Terminator, apparently. He's hurt, but he's in there, and he's active, and he's available. And so then he's out. Then and he's then, out. Yeah, exactly. Then he's out. Nobody heard from him. He's I dead. will just, you know, a little side bet for you and me. I will bet you $10 okay. that Raheem Mostert doesn't top 40 yards in this game. Wow. I'm going to take that bet. You take that bet? I'm going to take that bet. I, I think it's going to just be this weird combination of R- different Are you talking backs. rushing yards or combined yards? I'm going to go with just rushing yards. Rushing yards? Yeah. You know, obviously, he'll be in there for pass catching. But, you know, he on the ground last week, over 100 and a score. Of course. Like, no way he's hitting that type of volume again this week. Well, San Fran's got a, a, a bit of catching up to do. This is This game for San Fran is the Seattle-Minnesota game of last night. It's going to be interesting. So New Orleans defense is coming off a huge defensive performance against Atlanta. So obviously, say it, say it again, but slower. Huge defensive performance against Atlanta. Against whom? Atlanta. At boy, uh, <laughs> this is a bit of a different team. It is. <laughs> However, Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. You can okay. Yes, and Julio is better than the combined talent of of the San Francisco pass catchers. That being said, I don't think that Atlanta is a challenge as San Francisco is, especially on the defensive side of things. Well, uh, no, I'm I'm talking offense here. Defense is very different. Sure, um, but at that point, if you have the ball uh, six more times than your opponent does each, you know, half, there's an opportunity there for scoring, an opportunity there for offensive production. So. Uh, we, we saw it against Green Bay. We saw them wear them down. The first half was next to nothing. The second half was the Debo Samuel show and, and just crazy Garoppolo throwing at everybody. So it can definitely happen. I I don't see New Orleans uh, having a, a super great showing here. It could, it could go either way. They're both playoff teams, but 
I I like San Fran's chances. Okay, I mean I personally like the Saints' chances, but and uh, I like Debo Samuel in the playoffs. I just want to point that one out here. If oh, you've absolutely. been playing him, if he's been on your bet, you start. You start. You start him. You start you ha- him you right have now. To. You have to. You sit down, young man. You start him. So speaking of people that you've been holding on to, uh, I do want to get your opinion on Austin Hooper coming back from an MCL sprain. If you held on to him. Ladies and gentlemen, our podcast is meant for the conversations that Andy and I have on the phone after the podcast. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we are here sharing the insider information. Austin Hooper, if he's active, you got to play. I, I mean, feel like you have to, right? On your team, you don't. Well, first of all, you don't have anybody else. Uh, and second of all, like, who else? Like, who who is who? Yeah, in a required tight end, you have to start him, right? It's, you can, Carolina is not, Carolina's not going to cover him very well. Uh, and 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 not to mention with with Julio possibly being banged up and who else do they have? That's it. Look, it, it's it. Yesterday was Prime Day, uh, and you need Mr. Hooper to deliver you some packages. Okay, so don't worry about it. You you put him in. You play him with confidence. Uh, if if he's healthy, if he's healthy, if he's playing, as of, I mean, they're still testing on if if he's if he's practicing and all that. But uh, I know you're worried. Of course, I mean <laughs> this is the playoffs, everyone. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. So, other people we want to talk about having good. You can't move on from Hooper, can you? You're I like, can't. I can't. I got. I don't. I'm I gotta super know. nervous. I, gotta know. I have Keep to checking know, Twitter. Man. Keep checking Twitter. I'm checking Twitter every uh, five minutes. Indy just crapped the bed against Tennessee. Yeah. Um. I don't think there's there there's no argument there. Nobody's getting started. I picked up Williams. I started him because you know, hey, back to back to back hundred yard games bodes well for nope. Uh, I picked up Randall Cobb because, hey, back-to-back-to-back 100-yard games. I know Amari Cooper's back in the lineup. I don't care. He's the slot guy. It's a tough defense. Maybe they'll cover and shut down Amari Cooper. Nope. Uh, yeah, no, my season's been a little bit rough. But uh, Indy's not somebody I'm looking at. I am looking at Tampa Bay, though. Uh, two of the top three receivers, uh, numbers two and three, respectively, uh, are Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in points scored. Holy cats. And who, if you had the top two wide receivers as a football team, you would expect to be better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You would expect to be better. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the case. Uh, yes. Or you'd be expect to be losing by a 60 every game and just have to just chuck up. Exactly. So they have the top two or top, two of the top three receivers. But what do you make of their backfield? Can you start any of them with confidence, especially in the playoffs? Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones. All right, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones together, their powers combined, if they did a fusion ha, would not equal Derrick Henry. No, it uh, would not. Those two are the two guys in the movie who who die first while Derrick Henry goes on to Rambo, the the, the predator. Um, okay, the references are getting away from me. Basically, do who would you want to start if you had to? Right, so Ronald Jones was looking like the locked and loaded Tampa option. That's the guy. And then all of a sudden, last week, Peyton Barber, two scores. So Peyton Barber, move. Why, 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 why do why you do this? Why does Bruce Arians hate us so much? You know why? Because I started Ronald Jones. That's why. I blame you then. I know. It was my fault. Blame me. At me at Tecmo Bros FF. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Uh, okay. Yeah, with two guys there, neither of whom are super great, you you want to capitalize on something. Goal to go, who is getting the ball? I'm going with Ronald Jones. Yeah? It's got to be. Because Peyton Barber got them both last I time. I know. I just <laughs> I just wonder if it was a, like a matchup thing or the hot hand, which as a fantasy manager, you hate the hot hand ugh, approach. It's, it's, you know. All right, you got to start one, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Oh, boy. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Godwin because he's been more consistent. Really? Yes. You know who I'm going to go with? Who's that? Both. Uh, you got to start them if both. If you have to start one. Yeah, don't list, don't, don't put yourself in a box. Wow. Don't play with, don't, you got to go against the rules. Go against this the is what I deal with on a daily you basis. You have a flex. Be People. flexible. Be flexible. Moving on. Moving on. Jared Goff last week exploded. Is he in this streaming candidate for quarterback this week? <laughs> Jared that's, Goff. A, that's a no, I'm guessing. Ladies and gentlemen, Jared Goff last week had a 32-point week against the, oh, surprising, 32nd-ranked defense the, of the Arizona Cardinals. I'm, the only reason why I'm asking is because Kirk Cousins fared fairly well against Seattle, and I wonder if Goff could do the same. So Kirk Cousins' majority of his production, he did have one uh, kind of broken coverage situation there. Uh, majority of his, his production came from uh, just kind of more methodical moving the ball, short passes and things. And uh, do, do I see Jared Goff being able to do that? Absolutely. Uh, but it's going to hinge heavily on them being able to get Todd Gurley going. And when when Dalvin Cook left the game against Seattle, uh, Miami, uh, Miami. I'm just gonna be all day now with that. All day. Just, okay. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, just kind of grinded to a halt. Uh, they managed to, to produce a bit and, and make it interesting at the end, but the game was getting away from them quickly because they couldn't establish that play action that that part of their offense that is so key. Uh, so that being said, uh, is is Todd Gurley gonna be able to get it going against Seattle? Maybe, but Seattle also, once they got some momentum, just started to to put the screws to Minnesota. Uh, I don't know. Minnesota's, I think, it's still a good, a good team, which is why it was close. I don't think the Rams keep it as close. So, aside from Gurley, then, against Seattle. Cup. Cup, that's the only guy? Cup. Um, Even though Woods exploded for 19 targets, well, Cup, 13 Cup, for 170? Cup first, because he's going to score a touchdown. Woods is going to be there. Uh, they're probably going to be down, so you're going to need to get him the ball. He's definitely a start option for sure, wide receiver too. Easy. Do you even touch Brandon Cooks at all if you absolutely is he, need is to? Is he around? Is he alive? He's alive. He's alive. He's, al- he's alive. Oh, my gosh. Voice cracks and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But Brandon Cooks has been probably – we talked about fantasy busts earlier in the year. He's got to be on in the top five for fantasy busts. No, he's, he's up there. I don't know that he got – I don't know. He got drafted high enough to be like a massive bust. I think he's more of like he was a, going like second, third round. More of like a, I, I, I trusted him and he failed me kind of thing. That's um, fair. I guess it depends on if you drafted him or not. Neither of us are brand guys, new Cooks owners. Speaking of guys who got trusted and absolutely failed, Carson Wentz is <laughs> struggling. He is. Uh, I mean, he's got no support staff though. When your best receiver do. is Nelson Aguilar. Uh, so Ooh. if Alshon Jeffrey is healthy, uh, Play you're him. playing him. You're starting him. 100%. And you're starting him because uh, the the Eagles are fighting for potential playoff hopes, and the Giants are incredibly beatable. We saw Devontae, I haven't scored since week two, Adams, uh, managed to touch. I know he scored last week. Shut up. Uh, yeah, when Devontae Adams scores twice, that's bodes well for the number one receiver being wide as hell open. Yeah. Uh, heck, we saw Alan Lazard literally not have like anybody within – 20 yards Dude, that was a that was a broken coverage play like if rogers if doesn't throw him the ball or heaven forbid if he overthrows him or something like that you're just like yep that's bad just as a packer fan it's fun to see a guy like alan lazard just to just the lizard explode the lazard king rock paper scissors lizard spock exactly it's fun seeing him just explode and be the legitimate number two option in green bay uh talent rises kids talent rises 
for that matter, uh, are you starting Sterling Shepard or uh, Darius Slayton uh, for the Giants? I just don't like Daniel Dimes. Not in the playoffs. Uh, where is Green Bay? Did we talk about Green Bay? We talked briefly because they're facing Washington, so you kind of have to start every Packer with confidence. Yeah, yeah, you do. All the good ones. And you're starting life. zero. Are you starting Alan Lazard? Oh, man. In the playoffs, if I don't have a better option, it's it's going to be – the, the Packers are just going to just destroy them. So you got to – this is – Alan Lazard or Hollywood Brown? Ooh, this is a very similar <laughs> situation because you have a two high-powered offenses and you've got a lot of options that can score. You just got to hope that one of those goes to your guy. Yep. Um, Baltimore versus Buffalo or Green Bay versus Washington. I would play Lazard over – Hollywood Brown, just me personally, confidence wise, because Buffalo does have a better defense than than Washington, so that's that's my thought process about that. But one game we have to contractually go over just because it is a game that is happening next week. Um, Pittsburgh and Arizona. If you're in the playoffs, don't start anybody. Maybe Washington. Maybe maybe. Um, I would if you I feel like there are better tight end and you there. need to stream somebody. Is Vance McDonald alive? He's alive, but he's not well. That's, that's for sure. Who's, who's their starting tight end right now? It's Vance McDonald. It's Vance McDonald. And it's not good. Okay, he might he might get. I mean, it's do Arizona. you remember the fanfare he had coming into this year? Yeah. He was going to be this big thing. Is Samuel still their 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 running back, or are they going with Snell? Uh, Snell, I believe, is the guy uh, currently taking most of the snaps. Snell, um, I'd be willing to start him just off of the the thirty second ranked defense. And you are a better man than I. Yep. Uh, surprise, yep. I'm not in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Vance McDonald just, you know, past couple games, 3 for Te- 21, 1 for 1, 3 for 33, 3 for 11. Tennessee at Oakland, tell me why you're starting Ryan Tannehill. Because he's Ryan freaking Tannehill. <laughs> like, that's that sounds so weird to say. Uh, How this, weird. How weird. Miami, man. And it's up to man. 11. Like, just, it, just what, 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 what? You're starting Derrick Henry for sure. You're starting Derrick Henry. Yo, I'm starting Ryan Tannehill if he's available. He's not available in our league. He was, it was either him or Fitz, and I'm I'm starting Fitz. But anybody on Oakland? Anybody on Oakland? You you have to start Josh Jacobs, and you have to start Darren Waller, and that's really about it. And it sucks because Derek Carr is the one throwing the ball. But uh, with uh, Hunter Renfro getting hurt, I know it sounds super strange to talk about him with any validity right now. Uh, Waller is just. Seen an uptick in targets because because Renfro's not there and Tyrell Williams kind of fell off the map. So Darren Waller basically is Travis Kelsey, just not quite with the uh, support staff that Travis Kelsey has. Tyreek Hill or Cortland Sutton? Oof, that's a good question. I should have warned you. I was going to make it hard on you this week. You're in the playoffs. I'm not. I, I get to do this to you. I get to do this to you. <laughs> and I uh, all I actually made the playoffs on the uh, back of beating Sam in Week 13. And just, that's going to be it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Twist the knife a little bit. Feel no. free to add us at Tecmo Bros. FF. Exactly. Uh, signing off. Signing off. Uh, Tyreek Hill is – he's Tyreek Hill. You you have to still start Tyreek Hill. He's a high-powered offense. I don't like Drew Locke against Houston. Corlin Sutton or Allen Robinson? <sighs> Allen Robinson. Okay. I have to say it because I'm starting Allen Robinson. But if if – if I did have Cortland Sutton and Allen Robinson, I'd probably start Sutton. Zach Ertz or Darren Waller? <sighs> These questions are terrible right now. Welcome to the playoffs, pal. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I think you you got to – ooh. You feel that stomachache setting on? You feel that? Might that's, be the Taco Bell, though. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no, we're going to go uh, Zach Ertz over Darren Hashtag Waller. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. 
Uh, Zach Ertz, because it's against the Giants. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Ertz here. It hurts when you lose on the back of a pick like that, I got to tell you. It does indeed. So other games that have some possible fantasy relevance, uh, we didn't touch it too much. We touched on the defense, the Chargers in Jacksonville. Do you start any Charger with confidence? Maybe the running game, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. Jacksonville's defense isn't quite what it once was, but Phillip Rivers is also not quite what he once was. I'm starting the running game more than I'm starting the passing game. I mean, you, I feel like you've got to start the people who got you there. If you have Keenan Allen, you, you start them because cause you kind of have to. Um, that being said, though, uh, I'm not happy about it if I'm in that situation. Uh, I think Melvin Gordon's the potential better option because he'll just do, do mean things to the D-line. Well, Melvin Gordon is... Freak athlete. Do you think he stays in uh, Los Angeles next year? Bad, Just bad. for pure speculation and funness. But Getting into that point of the podcast, um, no, Melvin Gordon's probably not going to stay there. I mean, they could offer him a contract, but after how they treated him, I think he's going to be gonzo, which is sad because I don't think he's going to get what he deserves elsewhere. I mean, uh, it's tough because I mean, how great would it be? Just imagine this. How great would it be if he becomes a Patriot and the Patriots backfield is all Wisconsin Badgers? That'd be something. That would be that would, besides well, Sonny Michelle, but I mean Is he still really in the backfield over there? No. Replace him with PlayStation Five Pats. Come on. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> so just uh touch base on some people against some tougher matchups. Baltimore's defense isn't the best. It's it's serviceable, but John they generally outpace their their opponents more than yeah. anything. They force so, you into a position where you have to play not your game. We were talking about some surprise top 15 receivers uh, this year. And I just want to get your thoughts on like the Jarvis Landry, John Brown. They're right up there with Keenan Allen and Cortland Sutton. We were talking about them earlier. I'm just going to start them because there's there's a high likelihood that Baltimore is going to be running away with this one and they're going to have to go to the to the passing game. And they they might try a few different times, but uh, they they should connect with one of them. John Brown is still one of the fastest men alive, so something I'm 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 rolling out in the playoffs. He's he probably got you there, so you're gonna gonna keep rolling with him. Man, just looking at this list right now, we didn't we didn't uh, write anything down for uh, like talking about players specifically, but I mean, looking you're the guy with the chicken scratch. I right? am looking at this uh, top receivers just based on a half point PPR. It is so strange just with the the way the draft went this year. Seeing names like Tyreek Hill, granted he had an injury, but Julio Jones, Robert Woods, Stephon Diggs, all out of the top 20. That's just crazy to me. It's been an interesting year. Uh, it's been a really, really interesting year if you're me. Um, yeah, it's been a very, very unfortunately interesting year I'm going to end up Sam. eating this microphone by the time we're done. I keep, I keep getting like this, the, the right terrible, I can't take this anymore. Um on that subject, we're going to be wrapping up uh, the podcast for this season, uh, going into the final week uh, of the the playoffs, kind of going over what to look at for next year, some some ups and downs, and kind of just talking about the regular NFL. We've been talking fantasy this whole time, you know, how we're going to do this. We're going to actually take a look at the playoff implications for the NFL in the last week, so stay tuned if you're into that kind of thing uh, going forward. Um, we hope that you do well in your playoffs. If you have a burning questions start or sit feel free to at us at tecmo bros ff on twitter or shoot us an email tecmo bros ff at gmail.com i know it was a strange format we kind of danced around and you know 
spun back and forth. But if you have a start sit you want to talk about, by the way, hit us up with the, the social Sam just mentioned. Uh, let us know if this was a better or worse format than what you're used to listening to us. And at the end of the day, th- you were in a situation here where if you're in it, you know who you got. You know who got you there. And we're, we're in a situation where the, the starts and sits are a little bit more delicate. Uh, but that's why we kind of went over who we went over. Like if you have uh, if you're like, mm, who do I start? Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins? I hate you. Yeah, um, you got them both. That's, that's terrible. Uh, hopefully always you can start tr- them both. Always trust your gut. So it's one of those things where, as a tinkerer, where I'm kind of in and out of my lineup, messing things around, start the guy you just feel the most confident in. Don't If you know the matchup's better, that says something, but you have to start the guy you are going to be comfortable starting. And if you're me, whenever you've finished your lineup, uh, go back through and start everybody else that you just benched because you're probably going to be wrong. Uh, but <laughs> hey, that's for another discussion. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week, folks. Uh, we hope you do well in your playoffs. And uh, if not, well, we hope you had some fun this year. I know I did. It was a good old time. We appreciate you coming along for the ride with us and good luck in your playoffs. And we'll catch you next week.